Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today's episode is the penultimate episode in our Peter and the Wolf series, and we're talking about five different versions today. My guest for this episode is Eli Sanza, and for this one we're talking about several symphony and ballet versions that I found on YouTube. I've thought about doing episodes like this in the past. With every story I do for the podcast, it's super easy to get lost going down a rabbit hole of random versions on YouTube, including orchestra and ballet and play versions. But even though I've had this idea before, I've never done it until this one. And what made the difference is partly because of the fact that after next time, I feel like I probably won't come back to Peter and the Wolf. There's just not that much more to cover. But also, because we're talking about something that's literally based on a piece of music, I feel like it would probably be a good idea to talk about some of the legitimate symphonic versions that are out there. Okay, so this is another very random episode, but I've I've said before, when when I do an every version ever of any story, I find all sorts of different things, especially on YouTube. You can go down all sorts of rabbit holes of all the different things that you can find on YouTube. And for Peter and the Wolf specifically, the biggest rabbit hole was just different concert versions. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of plays. There's a lot of ballets, a lot of kids plays. So I kind of debated back and forth as to whether or not I should even cover these because I've never done this before for other stories, even though I totally could. Like for Alice in Wonderland, I think there's at least two different operas that I could do. (laughs) So there's all sorts of different concerts and things based on different stories. But for Peter and the Wolf, because it's a piece of music, I felt more strongly about doing an episode like this. And because there were so many, I decided that I would narrow it down to like official releases. Like, there might have been some that I missed, but I found five specific ones that were, like, officially released either on home video, like, either VHS or DVD, because there's a couple that are old enough that it was probably VHS, and there's a couple that were released, like, directly to YouTube from the orchestra that was doing the the show. So, I chose official releases. There's more, if, like, if you search Peter and the Wolf, you'll find more than these, but... I thought these would be the ones that would be most interesting to talk about, because these are all very different. They each have their own unique style, their their unique spin on the story. So I thought these five would be, uh, they would make for a good conversation. Okay, yeah, and I've seen all of these, so I'm ready to go. Okay, so I think we'll start with the New Jersey Symphony. And this one is probably the most unique one, because... In addition to just footage of the orchestra and their own in-house show, they also supplemented with animation. And on the surface, I thought this was an excellent idea. And then when I was watching it, I was... I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I was like, (laughs) this could have been better. Yeah. Because the animation was like the bare minimum it was like flash animation. It was well done, but it was the cheapest you can go for animation and have it look okay. And the character design was also the bare minimum. Everything was made out of triangles. Yeah. It was just, eh. Yeah. I would have liked, I would have liked them to put a little bit more effort into the animation part of this. 
Well, that's that's kind of my um, uh, consistent feeling with this style of animation. I mean, I'm 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 such a fan of like uh, theatrically released animated movies. Those are the those are usually the kind of that's usually the kind of animation that's the most full and detailed. And I'm so used to those that like anything less is sort of like cries my patience a little bit. And and I don't mean to. <laughs> I, I don't mean to dismiss limited animation because I love uh, some limited animation. A lot of um, animators can use limited animation in creative ways. And and it's even better if they have good writers because, like, you look at something like Rocky and Bullwinkle, which is, like, there's hardly any animation at all. It's basically just cutouts with, like, moving lips. But like the writing is so good that it doesn't. Yeah, you, know, you don't mind. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like limited animation can ruin something or anything. It, it, it can work, but like uh, with with something like this, where it's like, okay, yeah, you you you, you just described it. It's, it's very bare minimum. The characters look like shapes. They hardly move. They're just sort of like hardly animated. It's just it's very it's very stylistic. It's very stylistic. It looks like a, like a children's book from the fifties or something in this kind of style or something like that. And and it it looks okay, but yeah, if it, for like an art style, I think it's okay. But like for animation, it's 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 hard to make something like this move in a way that's not distracting and how limited the moving style can be because it's like uh, you it's very noticeable how like abstract it is when you try to animate something like this because it's nothing very human or or i mean well organic i mean mm-hmm. about the way that these things look so moving them it's, 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 it's and i have a feeling they weren't trying to like be amazing about it i feel like it was they knew it was limited and they, they weren't trying to put the envelope or anything so it, but but like you said, I I would have enjoyed it better if they like if they were a little bit more ambitious about it. So the the animation part, not very impressive to me either. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if this is something that they made purposely on the cheap for the fact that because if you watch it, this takes place recently. Like everybody's wearing masks in the orchestra. So I'm wondering if they did this yeah. as something that they could quickly show at home, like people couldn't go to the concert. So maybe they decided to put this together as like an, a home release thing. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that's kind of why I was thinking that maybe they, they wanted something that they could do quickly because animation does take time. So maybe this is the best they could do on a short notice. I don't know. That could be because there are times, a lot of times during the pandemic where people were like, oh, you know, we can't film this because of COVID protocols. So, but we can't animate it because, and and you don't have to like be in person, but the cartoon characters don't have to be in person. They're fictional, so let's just animate it instead and turn it into a cartoon and maybe that'll be better. And so that, that happens a lot. Uh, that's been happening a lot during the pandemic in show business, so that could be why they did it. And then you're also right; it could be why it looks so cheap too. But yeah, you know, if you're judging it based on just the style alone, though, it's like okay, it's, it's a nice effort, but like, <laughs> not, and it's not like memorable or anything. Yeah, 
I will say the one memorable thing about the animation was that, like, during the part where it introduces the wolf, it clearly says it's a gray wolf, but then this orange thing comes out. It looks like a fox to me. <laughs> I I noticed that. I noticed that. It was like, I was like, wait, did they just say this thing was gray? It's like, I yeah. don't know why. I don't I feel like there must have been some miscommunication or something. Yeah. The one other notable thing about this beyond the animation was that all of the people who played the different instruments for each character were wearing costumes, but this is another area where I think that they went for the cheapest option, (laughs) because the costumes were basically glorified hoodies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were wearing costumes. Yeah, and, and the like the wolf was the guy in the wolf costume was playing French horns. The person mm-hmm. in the costume was playing the oboe. Yeah, they they did all that. I will say the grandfather wasn't wearing a hoodie. He actually kind of looked like a grandfather. So they did a good job on his costume anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah, they did a good job with him. They just let's just get someone uh, elderly to play the bassoon and mm-hmm. that was that was the easy part <laughs> not as easy like um wearing uh wearing a cat costume while you're playing like the clarinet <laughs> or something like that it's like especially when it looks like a like like you said a glorified hoodie like they're not that mm-hmm. impressive it was but it was hey i guess it's like better than like nothing like it's better than watching a bunch of people wearing tuxedos i guess yeah, that's kind of why I'm I'm thinking that they did that because I'm sure they're wanting something that kids will be a little more interested in watching, and yeah. the colorful hoodies are something that would catch kids' eyes more than just a generic costume. Yeah, but you're right. It, it was it was memorable though. Iris, I it was memorable. Yeah. So they did they did their job there. Yeah. The the thing for me though, my problem is that I've since I've seen so many other versions, I've seen this idea done before with the people in the costumes or the people playing each instrument wearing a costume that corresponds to their character. And I've seen it done way better than this. So that, that's that's how that's why I'm comparing it so unfavorably. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of interested now to see to see the version you saw because if, if it gets better than this, I'm kind of interested. Like, okay, what's the proper way for this to happen? Because I wasn't that impressed with this version. The version that I saw at the time we're recording this, I have not released that episode yet. It'll probably come out a week or two before this one gets released. Okay. Um, that one is weird because like the first half is Peter and the Wolf, and then it goes off on a totally weird totally other direction it's it's bizarre but it's it's i mean it's very entertaining but it's bizarre and if i could i should find you the link and send it to you because you might like watching it i don't know it's very strange there's the there's a puppet troupe they make their puppets as caricatures of real people and sting is is the narrator of this version so there's a sting puppet And, uh, Sting. <laughs> and and I'm not wow. I'm not too familiar with Sting, so I it, it's not like it would have made any impression on me whether or not it looked like right. him or not. But as soon as it started playing, Sarah was like, "Is that supposed to be Sting?" <laughs> so <laughs> the, apparently, they did a good job in making the puppet look like Sting because she knew instantly, and she had no idea that Sting was the narrator. Oh, okay. <laughs> she had no idea. It was just- 
thought there was a random Sting puppet in the middle of the show. Okay, but but Sting narrated it though. Okay, yes. I might you might not have to send me a link. You might not have to send me a link because I could probably just find that. Like, you probably can. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good to know. I might I might check that out. But yeah, other than the things that I didn't like about this version, I will say that the music was excellent. Like, this is probably one of the best quality recordings of all the ones we're talking about, mostly because it's the most recent, I believe, and the others are older and the quality has kind of deteriorated somewhat. I'm, pr- I'm sure it was probably amazing music live, but as far as, like, the quality now... I think this is the best quality version of the ones we're going to be talking about. I thought it had great music. I really liked it. Yeah, I agree with you. This this one has sounded really amazing. Like it's like worth it for that alone. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though I wasn't a fan of their gimmicks as a concert experience, this would have been great to see live. Oh yeah, totally. Okay, moving on to the next section, there was a couple that I found that were specifically ballets, and the first one I want to talk about is the Royal Ballet School, and it was the students of the Royal Ballet School and the orchestra of the Royal Opera House of Covent Garden. So this is like a really prestigious version, and I really wish I could have found like an HD version of this, that maybe one doesn't exist. I think this was recorded in probably the 90s. I'm pretty sure that the version that I have is probably off of VHS tape. It was kind of blurry. But of all the ones that we're going to be talking about, I think this one is my favorite. Yeah, I, this one is my favorite too. I totally agree with you. The costumes were like top-notch. Even the weird ones, because they had some weird costumes in this. <laughs> like they had they yeah, had people yeah. dressed up as the wall that Peter climbs over. <laughs> Yeah, it's bizarre, <laughs> but the costumes, as bizarre as they were, were good. <laughs> yeah, they were good. They definitely had some creative people making those costumes. Yeah, and I really liked the bird. I liked the, like most of the birds in all the versions, it's like a very specific bird, and it's usually kind of boring looking like even my favorite version it's just a crow they they kind of made it more interesting by having his personality be his most defining feature than the fact that he can't fly for the majority of the movie but he's still just a crow and other versions are just some generic nondescript bird but this one i mean these are all mostly kids in ballet costumes but i really liked how colorful this bird was. I, I, I like all the costumes, but the bird just really stood out to me. Yeah, like every time I think about this version, like the bird, the girl who played the bird is the one who stands out the most because he was the most memorable. Yeah. I think, if you, I think because she was uh, expressive. She was very expressive and she like brightened the whole show. Mm-hmm. And the other notable thing was that the narrator is also the same person who plays the grandpa, and I, I liked that touch because for the most part in this, it's all kids. And instead of having a little kid dress up like an old man, which probably would be more silly than they would want, they had this yeah. this serious guy as the narrator and also the grandpa. And I, I liked how yeah. he used his cane 
as part of his dance. Like he used it as if he needed the cane, but it's also part of the dance. And I also loved his cape. He had a great cape. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this guy was stylish. Yeah, like I and I do like how he they decided to make an adult play the grandpa because come on, let's 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 be real. I would have done the same thing if I were casting this. Let's get an adult to play the grandpa. Yeah. And he was good. He was good. Yeah. And another notable thing I thought was that the environment was also dancers, like the grass and the water. They yeah. had dancers for all that. And I, I liked the touch of when you have the grass, when Peter comes out on the meadow, the grass is all around. But then the grass climbs up the tree and becomes the leaves of the tree. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. This was very creative. I, they, I, whoever directed this, they did a great job. Yeah. I think another, I don't want to say this is my favorite costume, but another one that is like extremely memorable to me is the people who played the trees that the wolf comes out of. Cause the wolf is in the woods and he comes out of the trees and the, yeah. the people they, they had the costumes were so like alien. Like they, they had like extensions on their arms to make like huge long branches Right. And they were they were so strange looking, but in a way that I really liked. Yeah, it was like it's it looked like I was watching like some kind of like it was it wasn't it didn't look like I was watching a kid in a in a tree costume, which yeah. would have been like a hokey. It looked yeah. like I was watching some kind of professional, a really artsy interpretation of a tree, and like in a way that wasn't distracting. It felt like oh, it was like a beautiful interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I noticed about this was the wolf. The wolf was played probably by the oldest kid that they had. I'm guessing either late teens, maybe early 20s, but probably late teens. And I don't think this is purposeful, but I was getting Michael Jackson vibes from the guy. (laughs) Oh, really? the, The makeup, I think. I don't know. There was just something about the way his face looked. It just like he reminded me of Michael Jackson. I don't know. I think it was probably uh, the, <laughs> the eyeshadow and the the stuff on the cheeks. It just I don't know. I I was getting Michael Jackson vibes from him. You did you did you say this was uh filmed in the 90s? I'm going to guess so. I don't remember. I don't think I've seen an actual date. I'll need to go back and look and see what the okay. date was, but I th- okay. I think it was 90s. If it was, then the Michael Jackson thing would not be surprising because he was on everybody's mind in that decade. Okay. Yeah, that's... It, maybe it was intentional. I don't know. But I, I totally just... The first time I saw him, I was like, I just... He looked... He reminds me so much of Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. You're a good bet. One scene that I really liked was the scene where the wolf gets the duck. <laughs> Yeah, I um, really, I really liked how they they choreographed that, and I also loved the horrified reaction from the from the people playing the water. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, this was a well acted play, by the way. It was yeah, really well acted. These kids were pros. These were, these kids were really pros. Yeah, definitely. I I have a feeling like I don't know anything about the Royal Ballet School, but I have a feeling this this is probably one of the places that people send their kids when they want them to become actual professional ballet dancers. Yeah, 
That's what I think. You can tell that it seems like whoever is teaching these kids how to act is like someone who took, took the craft seriously. Yeah. One interesting change that I noticed was that they have the wolf get caught by the neck instead of the tail, which I think they probably yeah. did for both choreography purposes and because if you attach a rope to a tail that's made of cloth, it's more likely to rip off. So they probably had yeah. both practical and artistic reasons for doing that. Yeah. And I also liked that they had the cat help do that. Because normally yeah. the cat doesn't help a whole lot. But in this one, they had the cat sneak out and put the rope around the the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is, you're explaining all the reasons why this was my favorite one, because like all the decisions they make about this play are really creative. And like the, the thing that you said about how they um, decided to uh, tie the rope around the wolf's neck instead of the tail. I think you're right. It was probably a practicality thing. They just thought it would make more sense and it would be like, it would be easier to choreograph a rope around the neck than a rope around the, like a flimsy, like costume tail. Mm-hmm. And that helped just make the play better. Another interesting thing that I noticed was, for the most part, in the first half of this, most of the extras are all girls. Like, the water is all girls, the grass is all girls. Um, I'm not sure about the wall and the trees, because you don't really see their faces very well. Yeah. But when you get to the scene with the hunters, this is where all the boys were. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny that all of the boys, like there were so many hunters in this scene. Like they, they just came out of the woodwork hunters everywhere. And the costumes were very different than I've seen any other hunter costumes in any version. They had these like round glasses and they had like leaves all over their costumes. They were very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like they were in camouflage. They were like, they were like yeah. that's what it felt like. like. They were in the army or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was very different. I, 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 it just cracked me up, like how many there were. It was like this is all the all the boys wanted to be wanted to be the hunters. <laughs> yeah, so they were like, yeah, you can be the hunter, you can be the hunter, you can be the hunter. Yeah, it felt like. Yeah. And then this is another one where they change the end, and they have the duck survive. They have her come back at the end, and I liked how they did that too. Yeah, this is yeah, this is one of my be- the better endings. Uh, when they, the better changing of the endings. Yeah, and they didn't have it explained away as some like oh he sneezed her out. <laughs> it it nah. it was it. I don't know. It's just is better in this version than others that I've seen where they have to make up some ridiculous thing for the for the duck to have survived. No, they didn't. They didn't like stretch the logic as usual. They were just like, let's just. I feel like it was more like it was unexplained. It was just like let's just give give the duck a proper ending because we're mentioning the duck right now. So let's just show the duck. Like I feel like they yeah. weren't overthinking it. It was just like, yeah, let's just like, and that's that's what I would probably do if I were directing that play. I'd be thinking, let's give the because because the duck is the person in the story who gets their last moments. Let's get the actor who played the duck out and give them the last moment too. Mm-hmm. And the girl who played the duck was good too. I really liked her. She was just as good as the bird. They, I liked their little scene where, where they're like arguing. I liked the, the faces they were making at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the girl who played the bird 
like before they got to the scene where the duck and the bird were arguing, you could see on the bird girl's face that he was upset with the duck, and he was like, he was, he was acting. He was like, he was like, getting ready for her big moment by like interpreting her like disappointment in the duck. Like he was actually really like legitimately acting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's about all I have for that one. The next one is by a group called Symphonicity and Ballet Virginia International. And as soon as I started watching this, I was like, this seems very familiar. (laughs) I have a feeling that it was heavily inspired by the Royal Ballet School. Uh, (laughs) Ah, maybe. They did not have nearly as many actors in this one. They had the core cast and then some people on the side. Like, they had some people play the grass, and the costumes were pretty much spot on for the Royal Ballet School version one, I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah, the grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. The costumes were all decent, except yeah. for the wolf. I didn't like the wolf. But uh, not yeah. as good as the Royal Ballet version. The wolf was, like, the cheapest one. It just looked like a weird Halloween costume. It was it was not good. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Though. Not like, I'm, not, I'm comparing them all now to the Royal Ballet School yes. one because that one's just that one's just top notch. Like yeah. now, when I'm looking at like the the Symphonicity version, I'm like, oh, that will see these costumes. They didn't cut it for me. Like they they look much cheaper. Did you watch the Symphonicity one before you watched the Ballet School one? No, I watched the Symphonicity one afterwards, so I was like, okay. I had to compare them unfavorably now. <laughs> yeah, I watched the Symphonicity one like immediately after I watched the Royal Ballet School one. That's how, that's why it stood out to me so much, because like, I had just watched this other version, and then this one comes on, and it's so similar. Yeah, right. I will say, though, that even though I... I did say that I preferred, and I do prefer the way they did it in the Royal Ballet one with the narrator as an adult playing the grandfather. The the one the kid who played the grandfather in this one did kind of crack me up, <laughs> even though it's not. Yeah, it, he wasn't. <laughs> it, it's not he as wasn't it's not as professional, I suppose. And like this this one, even though I think Symphonicity is a professional company, the whole performance was closer to the feeling of a school play for me. And I was, I, I feel more forgiving of some of the stuff, like the bad wolf costume was like, uh, well, whatever it's, it's okay. Yeah. But the, the grandfather thing, even though I, I do prefer the way they did it with the Royal Ballet School, having the adult, I, I liked the kid pretending to be an old man. It, that did crack me up. Yeah. 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 Like I agree. Like, and yeah, looking at it, uh, and comparing the two versions, the two ballet versions, like, you're right. This one seems a little bit more like a school play. It's a little, it's it's, it's uh, the, the 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 Royal Ballet School version. Like if you look at the camera work on that one, it was like so yeah. professionally done. It, it was like it was like I think they aired on BBC. It was like a BBC. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I saw it. It was the logo. I, or not the logo, but the, but I saw them in the credits. And this one, uh, the Symphonicity one, was a little bit more like a school play-ish version, mm. and so it was. So it was sort of more. Um, it was sort of less 
lack of quality, but but like given what what it sets out to do, like it's not bad. And like and yeah. and obviously the the kids who perform the ballet, they're they're talented. Yeah, and I have a feeling this was more for fun. I mean, they probably did, it, this probably is a professional on some level a professional performance, but I have a feeling that this is more just for fun than the Royal Ballet version. Because the Royal Ballet version, I'm sure they take their art very seriously. Yeah. I have a feeling that with the Ballet Virginia International, I've, I don't know who they are, but I'm assuming that they're having a little bit more fun with this than, especially with the, the fact that they had a little kid play the grandfather. Because that's not, that's yeah. never not funny. So I have a feeling <laughs> this is more just for fun. I think so too, and and you can sort of see that in the costumes too, because like the costumes in the Symphonicity, um, in the Ballet with Virginia International, they they uh, you can't see their faces. They're like they're wearing masks. They're wearing masks mm. in this version. Like you can see their faces in the Royal Ballet version, so you can yeah. sort of see the expressions and the emotions in that one. With this one, it was more like let's entertain some kids and put on. Yeah, even though this one isn't quite as good, like artistically good as the Royal Ballet version, I still think this would be fun to see in person. It would be really entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. Well, from there we go to two different versions that are... They're by a symphony, but the thing that stood out for me was the fact that they use puppets. And they're two very different ways of using puppets. Uh, The first one that I want to talk about is, I'm I'm not sure, on YouTube it it said it was a Mexican symphony, but it is definitely not. It's the RTL Symphony Orchestra, and apparently they're based in Luxembourg. So I don't know where they got Mexican symphony from, but this one was much older than the others. Um, I'm going to guess 80s at the latest, unless they just had, they shot on really bad film and it was the 90s and really deteriorated. But like this, it's very blurry. It's definitely older footage. I was going to guess the 70s, but it, I mean, sometimes the 70s and 80s kind of look similar, but my guess would have been 70s. I probably should go through the credits and see if I can see a little Roman numeral thing and then try and decipher what year it was. Because <laughs> uh, the, the YouTube version didn't help. It didn't have any identifying information as to what this was. But it's definitely a professional version. Um, I saw people in the comments talking about how they grew up with a VHS tape of this version and people saying, like, oh, my childhood memories. So this is apparently a fam- more famous version that I just never knew about. Okay, so you know what? I think I only saw I only saw one puppet version, so I don't know if I can watch this one. Oh, okay. Well, I'll talk about yeah. it then. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Take over. I this one of the of the two puppet ones, this is probably my favorite of all the different puppet ones. It's per- not probably not my favorite because I've seen other puppet versions that we'll talk about in other episodes but of these two I like this one the best I thought these were the more cute versions and I liked the style of the puppets um the duck and the bird more were just like little 
creatures. I think they were probably on sticks, but I really liked the designs. And the people were, if you're familiar with the Muppets, they're the kind of puppets that Rolf is. Rolf the dog. He It's like a big blanket with hands, and like there's actual people's hands inside Rolf's hands. Okay. And that's what these were. That's how these puppets worked. And I liked okay. this one. I thought it was cute. Um, I liked that the grandfather smoked and the smoke came out of the puppet. <laughs> that oh, cracked me up. Well, now I wonder how they rigged that. I don't know. <laughs> and this is one of the very few, well, probably maybe the only one that I'm trying to think how how some other person did it. I can't, I can't think of any other one where I've specifically seen the wolf eat the duck and you see the wolf like chewing on the duck and swallowing it. Oh, and that happened wow. in this one. Like they're puppets, so it's obviously not that traumatizing. Uh, but okay. <laughs> although I did see some comments in the YouTube video, people saying that the wolf gave them nightmares when they were five. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Maybe that is traumatizing. But I thought it was kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one thing that uh, this has been said in other versions, and. I don't know why it stuck out to me in this one, but you have the hunters come in and like the narrator makes certain, a point to say that the hunters are shooting as they go. And like, that's the point because you have the drums representing the hunters gunshots. But I started thinking it was like real hunters would not do that. That's, they would be like really bad hunters if they were just shooting as they walked through the forest. You're going to scare away <laughs> everything that you're trying to hunt. <laughs> Yeah, that that is true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, like wait a minute. If they if a real hunter was shooting a gun as much as these drums are making a sound, then yeah, they would be really terrible hunters. Oh, yeah, but yeah, that's about all I had to say about that one. I did enjoy this one. I thought it was really cute. It's a, probably a good one yeah. for kids. I wish there was like a higher quality version. Because, like I said, it was old and the footage is kind of blurry. But I liked this one. It, right. was, it was a good little puppet show. Okay, I need to I need to check that one out because I, did, I don't know if... You, if the well, I thought I sent that one to you, but maybe you yeah, accidentally but missed it. I'm, oh, yeah, I might have, it might have, my thought I might have skipped it. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to try to find that one. From that one, we'll go to the other puppet show. This was the Southwest Symphony Orchestra, and the puppets were by, I, I'm not sure if this is the person, but the, it, the, the, the YouTube channel and the production company was Jeannie McQueenie Productions. So I don't know if Jeannie McQueenie is an actual person. Maybe her name is Jean McQueen. I don't know. <laughs> but that's who made that. these puppets. And these are uh, different than any other puppets that I've seen because... They don't have a whole lot of movement. They kind of just no. flop. <laughs> the, the, yeah. most, the most articulated one is the wolf, who is more of a marionette. But even he right. doesn't do a whole lot more than kind of flop around. But yeah. I did think that they were cute. The, even though they weren't very functional, I liked the designs. And even, the, even though they were just kind of flopping around, it kind of had its own weird little charm to it. I especially liked Peter <laughs> flopping through the meadow. Yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up. Yeah. 
Oh god, the humans were the most funny ones. <laughs> yeah, the humans were the humans were a little strange, but I did like them in their own weird way. But Peter, his, the way he flopped around, just that cracked me up. So even though it wasn't like as amazing as like the Muppets or even the other puppet versions that I've seen of Peter and the Wolf, I did enjoy this one. Yeah, like I can't help but compare any puppet or marionette show I watch to the Muppets because I grew up, I grew up with yeah. the Muppets. Yeah. So so. So yeah, so when I see stuff like this, where it's like, yeah, like the they, like you mentioned, the the puppets they didn't have a lot of life to them. They just sort of flopped around. They were just sort of like, they were just sort of like uh, uh, puppets, quote unquote puppets. No pun intended uh, for the narrative. Just mm-hmm. uh, to put the story along, they they didn't try to imbue that much life into them they didn't try to make them seem re- they didn't try to make the animals or the humans move realistically and with puppet shows like that i don't really like them because it's like i just see i've seen what puppets can do and it's a lot more than this so it's yeah. like i'm not really entertained i'm not really entertained myself like this so so this one was sort of like i wasn't a fan of this one yeah i can see that i think the thing that i pro- maybe enjoyed about them more is that I've, I don't know if this is an insult or not, but it seemed very homemade to me. And, uh. <laughs> I, and I don't know anything about the Southwest Symphony Orchestra or Jeannie McQueenie Productions. I guess I assumed no. that this is a more professional version. And maybe it's not, but right. I liked the fact that they looked homemade and it looked like something that people were putting on. This is like the other version that I talked about. It seemed more for fun than an actual professional puppet show. And I think yeah. that's what I found. Yeah slightly more charming about it like yeah this is definitely not the muppets and it's definitely not as entertaining as the muppets but i did enjoy it for what it was even though it wasn't as great as it could have been if they had used like actual muppet style puppetry but i i liked it for what it was and i i thought that they were creative with what they had right well, you know what? I do. I do agree with you on the design of the puppets. I liked the way they looked. I liked. I thought the duck was cute. I thought the the bird was nice. I thought like I did actually like Peter. I made fun of Peter, but I actually liked the way the Peter <laughs> one looks. And like, yeah. like, yeah. I think that I like, and and I get what you mean when you say homemade. It does sort of look like a, like a the kind of thing like a puppet maker would create like on their free time not like to be some like professional show puppet it just seemed like um like something geppetto would make it as like in his puppet shop or something like and and so yeah i like the designs that mm-hmm. that was something that that's a positive thing i can definitely say about it yeah overall i think it wasn't like a super amazing show but i think i would have enjoyed it in person and I thought it was entertaining and creative. Yeah, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was in person. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a jackass. I'm not gonna like <laughs> not hold my hold my applause when I'm in the audience or anything. But like, but it would have actually been more more fun in person. Like it really would have. Yeah, yeah. And I I like too that you could see the actual performers. Like I enjoy the Muppets where the Muppets are almost their own people like you don't see the performers they they function as independent characters on their own 
But I liked that you could see the performers in this walking around behind them, moving them with sticks. It it takes away the magic, as people will say, but I like that about it. I think it's interesting to see how things work, and I liked that about these. I like that, too. I don't mind that. I don't mind looking at the puppeteers manipulating the puppets because I'm uh, because. Well, look at what I do. I'm like I'm like a behind the scenes look at the history of film, like figure <laughs> yeah. out how things get made. I'm a, I'm that kind of person, so I like learning about how stuff gets made. So I like looking at the puppeteer. And and besides, uh, have you ever seen the Lion King stage show? Like you, it's like the same thing, and that's a huge success. So a lot of people yeah. don't really mind that, apparently. Yeah. I've seen clips of that, but I've never seen the whole thing. Like. I live in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, and I don't have enough money to go to New York. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, <laughs> I'm, you're right. I'm hoping well, that'll I, make I, its well, way to Disney Plus someday. Oh yeah, that would be great. They got Hamilton on Disney Plus. I would love yeah. it if they did the like. I, I, I've never seen that show either, by the way. So it's like I, I'm also I'm in the same boat as you, but I've I've seen the, I've seen clips of it though, and it's and and I've read the reviews of it, so I know it. I I know. So I sort of understand what it's like, but like, I know you can definitely see the puppeteers and Mm -hmm. that is not a deal breaker for me. I like watching the puppeteers work. I even like watching the puppeteers work when they're like manipulating like uh, the Muppets or like the Sesame Street characters because I see that sometimes and like, it's Uh it's just cool to like see them work because puppeteers are like brilliant artists. Yeah. They know how to bring people to life. Like it's like it's interesting to see them do that. Like in real time. It's just yeah. to see the genius on display. Yeah. So even though this one wasn't like amazing, I did enjoy it for what it was. And I like I mean I like puppets even if they're not the greatest. <laughs> I don't I don't know. There's just something about uh, yeah. puppets I really like. I love puppets too. I like if you. I've written the whole blog about puppets and the history of puppetry. Like and so, like I, I can definitely. I have a lot of stuff to say about puppets, and I and a lot of love for the art too. Mm. Okay, well, that is all the ones that I wanted to talk about. Like I said, this if you search for Peter and the Wolf on YouTube, you're going to find a myriad of videos from all over the place. But I thought these ones were probably the most worth talking about. I'll probably have, hopefully have these linked in the description. I'm hoping this isn't a case of, like, I link something and then somebody takes down the video so that somebody (laughs) can't find it. But I think these are worth watching. So even if there isn't a link or a broken link, just search for what we're talking about. I think these are worth watching. Even if, even the ones that aren't as good, I still think they're worth watching if you like Peter and the Wolf. I think it's... I I just like watching different versions of things. Like, I have this whole podcast. Of course I do. But, yeah. yeah. I, these are all interesting in their own way. Yeah. But if you... Uh, if you're only going to watch one, I think we would both agree that the one you should watch is uh, Royal Ballet School. Yes. Definitely. That one is that, the best of all yeah. of these. Yeah. That would be the one. That's the best one I thought. And that's the and I'm and I'm not the kind of person who watches ballet on my downtime and that might be shocking to people. Like, yeah. But when I when I uh but I can I can identify talent though and yes. I can appreciate it. And the people who made that were definitely talented. Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, I think that will be all for this episode. Do you wanna let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? 
Yes. Okay. I just talked about my blog. I have a blog called Entertainment Donkey Blog, and my website is edonkeyblog.com. You can read my articles about the history of the entertainment industry and celebrities and shows and movies and stuff like that. And uh, I'm mostly on Twitter, though, and my handle is at edonkey2014. And that's where I spend most of the time, like geeking out about it, Hollywood and entertainment industry and like stuff like that. But and if you follow me on Twitter, I'll send you the link to my blog. Okay. Well, I think that'll be all for this episode. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me to talk about this. This is uh, these are things that I had no idea even existed until you pointed them out to me. So I'm glad to. <laughs> I'm glad that you shine a light on these like, obscure productions. Yeah, I, I like finding obscure things and that nobody else has seen and talking about them. Yeah, yeah, and I'm definitely, like, I like talking about art and entertainment and going in-depth about it. So, like, these conversations are always fun for me. So, thank you again. Yeah, we will see you another time. Yeah, see ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Version Ever. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to the Every Version Ever YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.